0: Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. Okay. Yes. <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG 13. The tournament is in full swing and the action hasn't disappointed. The Conference of Champions, the Pac 12, doing a thing in the tournament. Even if my uh, alma mater in Berkeley, not so much, didn't sniff the tournament, didn't get close, but hey, I'll go ahead and I'll root for the conference as a whole to do well. Nevertheless, DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is putting new customers in the center of the action. Bet $1 on any tournament game, and if your team wins, you win $100. It's that simple. Turning $1 into $100 is 100 to 1 odds. Pick any college basketball team that's still on the hunt for your shot at winning $100. All it takes is a $1 bet and that team winning their next game. There's no better way to put your college basketball knowledge to the test than to put your money where your mouth is with DraftKings Sportsbook. Don't worry if college basketball isn't for you. DraftKings Sportsbook has 100 to 1 odds on select fighters for this weekend's UFC 260. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. So here's what we need you to do. Download the top rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code TBPN when you sign up to turn $1 into $100. If the college basketball team of your choosing pulls off the win, again, that's code TBPN to turn $1 into $100 for a limited time only, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. everybody how you doing out there happy trade deadline Thursday I know with this new season this new different schedule we're not used to trade deadline in the springtime but it is what it is in 2020 2021 welcome back to the ruler of the court podcast I am the ruler of this here court uh, this virtual court uh, Jason Jones you're a Sacramento Kings writer for the athletic and once again, welcome to the Ruler of the Court podcast, part of the Basketball Podcast Network, where you can get your fill of fun and exciting basketball podcasts. Also, our friends at the the, the uh, Hockey Podcast Network, you know, check us out, get what you need, dive on in. And again, like I said, happy Thursday. By the time you listen to this, Maybe you'll catch it right before the trade deadline hits. Um, for me, it'd be tw- it'd be at noon Pacific, back east, you know, 3 p.m. Pacific. Maybe you catch us a little bit after, but by then, who knows? Maybe Nemanja Bielitsa is no longer a king. Maybe Hassan Whiteside's on his way to a buyout. You know, maybe same thing for Jabari Parker. Who knows? Maybe we'll have some Marvin Bagley third stuff to talk about at that point, but Hey, we'll just deal with the, the the here and now. And Wednesday night, the Kings made their. Uh, I said it was their second trade of the of the season. First one was a minor one with the Clippers for. Uh, but you no know, backup for you no know, big deal. I don't. I don't mean the kind of diminish the deal, but. That's not what we're here to talk about. We're talking about the move made Wednesday night, right after the Kings beat the Atlanta Hawks 110-108 for their fourth win in five games. Six and four in their last ten. Yes, the Kings are doing their up-and-down thing. You know, where it's good, bad, good, bad. And my part-time co-host, Miss Lamika would like to point out that since she... Uh, <laughs> It seems like whenever time she comes on the show, the Kings turn around and win a game or two. But she's not here for this episode, so I can't promise what will happen to the Kings in the next few days. But we can discuss the trade that was made after the game. The Kings are sending Corey Joseph and two second-round picks, one in 2021 and one in 2024, to the Detroit Pistons for guard, point guard, combo guard, whatever you want to call them, guard, DeLon Wright yeah big deal in the sense that one thing this is to me this is the the first trade the kings have made that is intended to directly improve the team immediately and beyond. Why is that a big deal? We all know you've read the story we talked about before. this is supposed to be kind of the gap year the the year where. You figure things out. You figure out what Marvin Bagley can do. You see how much better De'Aaron Fox gets. You're trying to figure all those things out. But because the Kings have kind of teeth, they can be competitive. No surprise, you hear whispers about ownership saying, let's be competitive. But up until this point, the Kings really hadn't done anything to make this team more competitive. Depth has been suspect. Luke Walton basically relied on seven, no more than eight players for major minutes every night. And to play the kind of frenetic, high-tempo, up-and-down style the Kings would like to play, you're going to need more than seven, eight guys. Or your wrist guys like Harrison Barnes, De'Aaron Fox, and so on and so forth. Those guys just wearing down over the course of the season. And I think during that nine-game losing streak, what you did see was Essentially, the, some guys are just tired. So, the Kings make the move, you know, they send uh, tra- sending Corey Joseph and those two picks to Detroit for DeLon Wright, and first I'm going to speak about Corey, and I know based on what, you know, if social media can be a guide of anything or give you any indication of how people feel, I think it's a slice, not to you know a, a real big picture, but... Generally, the people on social media might just be the loudest, but felt like there was a lot of disrespect of Corey Joseph this season. You know, people come out. You know, he's not good. This, that, and I don't think people took into account the entire situation. The fact that the players around him in the second unit weren't as good, or they didn't fit the same way they did last season, and there wasn't an appreciation for what Corey did for this team last season when De'Aaron was out. Corey was playing 38-plus you know, major minutes, not what he was signed to do, and helped the team actually play some of his better ball until De'Aaron got back. And Kojo's owed uh, $2.4 million next season, so I wouldn't be surprised to see, you know, you know, know, assuming he finishes out the season with Detroit, them to pay him the $2.4 million buyout and let him become a free agent. And I hope, for Corey's sake, if that happens, whether it's a buyout now, later, whatever the case may be, that he can land with a contender, a team that's good. I believe that Corey Joseph can and will help a good team. I just think maybe too much was being asked of him in Sacramento this season. There's a lot of pressure on him. You know, you've got three, in essence, kind of, you know, dynamic guards in their own way, and Corey's, you know, between De'Aaron Tyrese Halliburton and Buddy Hill and Kojo's not gonna you know be the, the flashy guy. He's not you know, he's gonna be a solid pro, and I believe there are some good teams out there who could use him. So I'm wishing Corey the best. I know I remember last season when he's playing through a bad back, and that morning he's in the hotel. He's not even sure he can stand up much less play a basketball game, but somehow he guts it out and he plays anyway. He was tough he was durable uh great teammate well respected in that locker room guys have a lot of love for kojo so and wish him the best going forward like i said i really do hope he lands on a contending team somewhere i just think that would be a good situation for him a guy who came in the league at san antonio knows about winning knows what it takes to win I don't think the Kings are silly, ready to win, but, you know, he was, he gave the Kings all he had and much respect to Corey. And with DeLon Wright, how does this help the Kings? And why do I believe this is a a move where it actually is talking about making them better for now and next season? The Kings are actually taking on salary for next season by adding on DeLon, who has one more year left on his deal. He's basically said a combo guard, and probably to me the most important thing is that he's six five, and he's a guy who can play, who can really be a point guard, averaging five assists this season, little about ten and a half points, about five assists, a little, a little less than four, a little more than four rebounds. So you would think that him automatically coming in being one of the bigger guards, it would give it would help the Kings in their their backcourt situation because the Kings are going to play small. I mean, with no Marvin Bagley, they really are going to play small. And they were small, but they were maybe too small at times because you didn't have enough size coming off the bench. Uh, Luke Walton has turned to Justin James lately to get some some minutes here and there, but that's still not something you can really bank on just yet. Second-year player, former second-round pick and Justin James, a guy who really hasn't established himself in the league, you know, if you really want to be competitive and maybe crack that top 10, you know, try to get into that playing situation for the playoffs, you're probably going to, you're going to need some veterans, some guys who have been around the league a little bit more guys like that to make an impact. So if, you know, the nine, 10 minutes, maybe Justin James plays against Atlanta or going to Delon Wright, right. And you can use that to scale back DeAaron's Aaron's minutes and maybe even Tyrese's minutes. You no, know, De'Aaron played 40 minutes against the Hawks. Tyrese is right about 36, I believe. You know, and that's all coming off that injury where the team has been very careful to monitor his minutes. So that can be, a, to me, a very impactful and helpful thing for the Kings. Something they need. They never really, even though Kent Bazemore wasn't like a 6'7 guard, he helped fill a void with that. Um, he wasn't the same size as Trevor Ariza, you know another person who was maligned <laughs> amongst fans but if y'all know me at this point you know I don't put a whole lot of stock or weight into the fans feelings on players just because well hey odd times fans will feel no you know it feel like sometimes the fans will pick a guy they just don't like all year and no matter what that guy gets blamed so I don't want to, you know, I don't get into the, well, we don't like that guy. It really doesn't matter if you like that guy. It's a matter of what the team likes (laughs) and his teammates, you know, team and being the front office and his teammates like. And Corey was well liked the same way that Trevor was uh, last season before he was traded. So the Kings definitely needed some more wings. And I think, you know, Delon will help them with that. You know, he's a mid 30%, you know, three-point shooter for his career. You know, you know, not a you know, not a Seth Curry, not a Steph Curry, not a Buddy Heel, but you know, he'll 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 do. And like I said, now you've got a little more size in that backcourt. And if the Kings are serious about this push for you know trying to get into the play in this year and end their playoff drought, I wouldn't be surprised to see the Kings make another move by the time you hear this. They desperately need more help on the wing because besides Harrison Barnes, you don't have another, um, you know, 3-4 guy that the coaching staff trust to play major minutes. I mean, you got Daquan Jeffries, you know, a second-year player undrafted who's on a two-way contract last season who missed a big chunk of his season, you know, with the, uh, with the sprained ankle and, the you know, back injury. You got Justin James, another second-year guy, unproven, And really in terms of guys who can play that, you know, you also got, you know, Robert Woodard, who's a who's a rookie. He was in the G League. You don't have no guys who can help you right now. And if this if ownership wants this team to be competitive and that's really the goal of this team. I really do think you're going to have to go out there and you're going to have to get. Another one, maybe two more wings to go with the squad. That's just that's just what I see. You're going to need more help. You're going to need more wing play. You're going to need a couple of other guys who can play that three-four spot and help out. You no know, Harrison Barnes. the Harrison Barnes played forty-plus minutes against the Hawks and can't ask Harrison to play forty-plus minutes every night. In a situation that includes him guarding the other team's best perimeter player. And also needing him to also contribute on offense. Rebound because he's playing the four. There's a lot to put on Harrison. And I just don't think that you can expect to remain competitive. I just think, you, you know, not because Harrison doesn't want to do it. I just think you're asking too much. So between... Uh, you know, maybe you free your roster spot by trading Bielitsa, you know, for from, from the people I've spoken to. Maybe you get one or even two second round picks for him. Maybe you find a team with some room that can absorb his deal. Maybe it ends up being a multi-team deal where someone just wants Bielitsa and you get some draft capital back. Man, I hate using those kind of cliche terms from, from whatever, but it is what it is, draft you know, draft picks. You know, you see what you can do to free up some space. Maybe space comes in a buyout situation, whether it be Jabari Parker. Maybe it's maybe you decide that you'll let Hassan Whiteside walk out a buyout. I don't know. I'm not saying that, that no, I don't have any intel saying that's going to happen. I know people around the league are watching to see, will the Kings buy out Hassan? Just because there are some contending teams. You know, if you're a team like the Lakers who needs a, uh, another... Uh, presence in the paint a shot blocker rim protector someone like Hassan Whiteside might interest you especially if you miss out on Andre Drummond and I think someone like Hassan would be an interest to any team that needs a big that misses out on, on Andre Drummond or to a lesser extent if you miss out on Lamarcus Aldridge if if and when he you know becomes available and not that Aldridge is a uh the setup type of player is Hassan or a, a Drummond. I'm just speaking in terms of if you miss out on the chance to get a big guy, that, that, that could be part of the market. So no indication in the Kings plan to let Hassan go. And matter of fact, I would expect they would keep him just because if they truly are serious about being competitive and also with Marvin Bagley still out. I don't see how you say you're going to be competitive. Then you let Hassan go, even if Hassan is only playing a limited role. And then you go with Chemezi Metu, for example, who was back from his injury Wednesday night. You know, from the broken wrist from the uh, Jonas Valanciunas. Uh, I don't even know what to call that because it wasn't a basketball play. What he did to Chemezi in that situation that led to the to the uh, fractured rib bone in the wrist that's had him out since January. So you can't really. You know, that's another two way player on top of that. So you can't say you're serious about being competitive. And making a push, and then you're relying on guys who are basically, you know, second year guys, undrafted guys, and two way players. It's a mixed message to the locker room, to those vets who don't want to miss the playoffs. So I would not be surprised to see some type of situation happen. If not Thursday, maybe in the days after, you know, through I said, I said through a buyout or some type of situation to see the Kings. Address that need to get some more, you know, three, four type guys to help them out. If they're going to try to make a real push and there's going to be a chance, I believe, to make a push. You know, uh, Oklahoma City might begin to struggle some more with Shea Gilgus Alexander going to miss some time with a uh, plantar fasciitis, I believe, a foot injury. And the Warriors don't have are going to have uh, Steph Curry for a little bit. You know, I think the Kings can compete with Memphis and they'll play them twice, you know, two more times in Memphis. So, I mean, they, they, you know, this season by no means is over. So, I just, you know, new, they've beaten New Orleans once and, you know, they'll they'll see New Orleans again as well. So, I mean, they're in that mix to try to get to 10 and I think they, got, they need to make another move if they're serious about getting to that 10 spot or, or higher up. And trying to end the NBA's longest playoff drought. And if they, uh, active at drought. And if they miss the playoffs this season. You've heard it before. We've talked about it. I've mentioned it in in writing or on, a, on many a podcast. They miss the playoffs. They tie the Buffalo Braves. Slash San Diego Clippers. Slash LA Clippers. For the longest streak of missing the playoffs. At 15 seasons. And... Nobody wants that on their resume. No one wants to be a part of that, even though there's really no there's no one around who would have been around for all 15 losing seasons or you would blame for all losing all 15 losing seasons. But no one wants that stain on their franchise. So what I would expect if the goal is truly to be competitive, the season Kings active in investigating ways of. To try to bolster up their depth on the wing with a veteran. I think ideally you get two veterans to go with Harrison Barnes because Luke Walton's idea of small ball, yeah, it's great to do the three-guard rotation. But I know they would love to have a small ball rotation where maybe you have Harrison with another six foot eight wing up front, and you go with Tyrese and De'Aaron. And you get the same things, maybe you get with Buddy, maybe not the same level of a shooter. But you get a little more size out there, a little more switchability defensively, and you're still playing essentially small ball but in the sense that you can, you know, you know, downsize to two, basically two, three men at the four with Rashawn at center. And if you get some more depth, what you could also do is we saw it last season, you know, when a pinch or if you want to get creative, you put Harrison Barnes at the five, you know, so if you can get some more wings because you know this team never replaced you know Kent Baysmore who was big for them you know they signed Glenn Robinson clearly that didn't work out or Glenn Robinson the third I don't think they signed his father but yeah (laughs) they didn't sign big though they signed Glenn Robinson the third and that didn't work out I just believe you really have to go out there if you can get you some wing help that sounds like I'm sorry, that sounded crazy. I'm like you know, getting some help making some wings, but maybe that's just me in my mind. But get some help at, at that position and see where it goes from there. No, so, a lot to be to look out for in the next you know few hours. The NBA landscape will be um, shaken up a bit, and maybe the Kings will have a say in helping it shake up some more. So, welcome to Sacramento, Delon Wright. Can't wait to meet you via Zoom. Oh, he's a he's a California guy, Southern California guy, you know, and y'all you know, know where I'm from. So more California on the team, the better to me, you know, especially Southern California guys, you know. Because we all know that's the best part of California. So with that being said, we can go ahead and transfer over to the hip hop portion of the show. Perhaps my favorite part of the show. No one to ban, no have banner about about this week, but I really have really been vibing off the uh, verses from over the weekend with uh, Raekwon and Ghostface Killer, and vibing in a different way, not just off of the current stuff they have. You know, not their current stuff, but you know, their music. Uh, one of the things I like about Ghostface is that some of his old school samples. You know, one of the reasons I got into I got it, one of the ways I got into oldies as a kid Was the samples I would get the liners or the cassettes I would get Yes, I'm dating myself But yes, I, we had cassettes And I would read all the liner notes And see who sampled who And then my curiosity would lead me to go Okay, he sampled Wilson Pickett He sampled James Brown He sampled this other group I've never heard of Let me go find that other group Ask my mom, even ask my dad Hey, you know Who's this person? Who these? Who you no? Know, who's that group? And lucky me, some of you know the you know, the parentals old records were still around, and I actually had a stereo with a record player, and I would listen to the records and kind of just get that soulfulness from you know whatever that was was being sampled, and what got me thinking. Got me thinking about what are some of the better samples or some of my favorite samples. In hip hop. no What song or songs have been sampled a lot? What samples get me really going? And what got me thinking about that was I was driving listening to the uh versus playlist on streaming platform and what came across was the ghost face song ghost face song holla. Where he samples the The phonics, You know La 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 Means I love you Actually it's the song Was you know Inspired by his child But You know Ghostface flips that To holla holla You know You know But I was playing that on repeat Because I just You know Just You know The soulfulness The Of the sample I just I've had that song on repeat For about Three four days now But Like I said So made me go back and listen to a little bit of the delphonics and made me say okay what are some of my favorite all-time samples you know what songs do i still you know when i think about samples do i love and made me go dig up some stuff and uh i'm gonna go ahead and dive into some this is not really homework like like the uh like, I have given out in the past, like with, you know, the Mount Westmore homework, but I'm gonna start with my favorite all-time rapper, Ice Cube. It was a good day when he sampled the Isley Brothers' footsteps in the dark, and being a youngster in Southern California in, you know, 80s, 90s, you heard the OGs rolling through playing the Isley, so I had heard footsteps in the dark way before Cube flipped it for it was a good day, but that you know just you know that that's to me a classic sample i think there's probably a lot of people who don't even realize where the sample came from but if you're younger and don't connect the two but you probably will when the Isleys and earth wind and fire have their verses this weekend uh not this weekend you know easter sunday so but yeah but yeah that run right there that sample just you know was just you know it's, I just, I'm always just fascinated by the samples because some of these are some of the most hardcore hip hop songs you'll hear, in some cases, and they're sampling these like soulful love songs. So that's why sometimes on my Instagram story, you'll see like uh, when I, I like to just share the music I'm listening to, you'll see like ten like old love songs, and it's not so much you know you might think I'm hanging out with Mika, and maybe I'm being lovey dovey, not necessarily the case. Times i'll listen to enough hip-hop to where i want to just go back to the old stuff and hear the hear the originals and so that's you know that's what i've been doing a little bit with the eyes you know listen to a little bit of that you know connecting that to ice cube and it was a good day but there's also times where the sample is of a song that i didn't know prior to the sample and i'll take that back to 92 with nothing but a g thing I knew nothing about Leon Haywood And I want to do something freaky to you Now I love that song All because of the sample So I'm, I'm hoping all the I'm, I'm glad the rappers are doing that Helping some of these legends These OGs in the music game Get some more royalties off of their work But that's what introduced me to that song Was nothing but a G thing And similar to that what got me into, uh, I'm a big Stevie Wonder fan, but what got me even deeper into it was Coolio sampling, gang- for Gangsta's Paradise, sampling Stevie Wonder's Pastime Paradise. And that right there, you know... That got me into deep into Stevie. A lot of his old music got me when I was in college. So there was times where I didn't like fly home from from Northern California, Southern California. I would take the Greyhound bus, and I would get. Uh, I'd gotten the. Remember back in the day, they had those little CD clubs. It was whatever X amount of CDs for a penny, which was really a hustle because you had to like pay twenty eight, whatever crazy amount of money for the next CD to be in the club, but. I got that uh, Stevie Wonder Songs in the Key of Life double CD. And I would just listen to Stevie, and I just got more and more of Stevie's music. And, you know, got to hear the original Pastime Paradise. And, you know, Stevie's a great, Stevie's one of the most gifted musicians ever. So, hip, even though I knew about Stevie too, you know, when I was a kid, but that was more like, you know, part time lover. Uh, you know, you know, actually, "Happy Birthday" song by Steve. You know, you know, hip hop gave me more of a reason to deep to dive deeper into where this stuff was coming from. So those are three of my you know favorites, but you know, there's plenty more. I'm, I'm actually gonna give you a few more before I get out of here. You know, I'm not even gonna get into the hip hop artists who have sampled other hip hop artists. That's a whole different thing, but. I, w- I want to keep a little soulful because like I said they got me uh ghostface got me in a uh, soulful mood you know with um with that with that verse battle and so to take you to a couple of other things you know things you might want to hear and some people have been sampled like the Jackson five have been sampled you know Buster rhyme sample you know I'll be there. You no, know, uh, On his last album His song with Kendrick Look over your shoulder You know But you know I knew that songs You know You know Yeah But you know But there's a lot of just Interesting Like I said Ghostface has a bunch of them I mean I'm pretty sure That if Ghostface You know Ghostface had it his way He would have been A You know A straight soulful You know set Singer back in the day because he's got a few I mean just you know I, but that Fish Scale album just I mean album after album you know you know Marvin Gaye's another one who gets sampled repeatedly you know Cube Coolio you know, you know Inner City Blues makes me want to holler oddly enough that song is still is so relevant nowadays I'm pretty sure uh Marvin would not want the uh <laughs> to know that that song would be so relevant still but there's so many different things and if you allow hip hop to do it hip hop can take you different places musically that you never planned to go to you know and that's what I do so if you got some samples some things you think I would like to hear Feel free to shoot them on my way. You can at me on Twitter at Mr. Underscore Jason Jones. You can hit me up on Instagram at Mr. Jones LBC. If you if, if I'm playing some music you like on my story, you know, feel free to reply and let me know what you think. You know, maybe introduce me to something new. Like shout out to my homeboy Eric Harris. You know, let me know that there was some new Benny the Butcher out there. So I'm always listen looking for new music please keep me on the loop with the new music so that's pretty much all I got for you all tonight uh, on this grand day like I said by the time you hear this who knows how different the King's roster will look before they play the Golden State Warriors at a Golden one Center Thursday night but you know you know a major trade for them Wednesday night they win a game. You know, add DeLon right. Like I said, I'm still sending my best to Corey Joseph Wishing him the best Going forward Again, this is Jason Jones Of The Athletic This is the Ruler of the Court Podcast Part of The Basketball Podcast Network Again Mr. Underscore Jason Jones On Twitter Mr. Jones LBC on Instagram I don't think I have my Snapchat any Snapchat anymore. I don't think I, I haven't used it in forever. But either way, you know, hit me up. Let's have a conversation. Let's have some fun. Let's talk kings. Next time I talk to you, we can wrap up the uh, trade deadline and what the roster looks like. You know, is getting to that top ten realistic? I think it's not far fetched at this point, but we'll see where they are. You know, to me, either way, no matter what they do, unless they land an all-star, odds are, in terms of just overall talent, they're going to be the underdogs going down the rest of the way. You look up, you look, you look up and down teams in the contention to try to get to that 10 spot. Them, I believe, Memphis are the two. that don't have an all-star, you know they don't have a steph curry they don't have a brandon ingram zion williamson etc etc so let's see what happens so again y'all take care um uh, don't let the trade deadline get you all worried and stressed out about anything uh we'll see what happens uh, going forward see what the king's can do with this all right y'all i'm about to go play me some uh, old school some old school soul and i'm out peace